everybody, and welcome to Over the Hub, the podcast that aims to provide you with a dose of midweek motivation to finish your week off strong. I'm your host, Christopher Morgan. Please feel free to call me Chris, and this is episode number six, The Imposter Within. I want to kick things off by thanking everybody that um, was able to tune in last week for episode number five. Uh, That episode was called Can You See the Boogeyman? And within it, I was discussing my personal experiences with um, racism in its covert form. Since that episode has come out, I have had some really great conversations with people. So many people reaching out to let me know that, number one, they want to make a difference and are willing to do the work by starting with educating themselves. And this means the world to me. I think we all know now that if in any way we're going to start taking the steps towards eradicating any kind of racism, that commitment, uh, is, is this isn't a one and done, that commitment is an everyday 365 for a very long time if we're if we're gonna get there the good news is i had a lot of encouragement last week just from everybody's responses and i believe that we can get there and that we can do this together so last week i had also nodded to the fact that we'd be discussing imposter syndrome this week so let's jump right into it all right. Okay. So welcome, everybody. I'm, I'm really excited to be able to talk about uh, this subject today. So obviously today we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome. I truly feel that it's something that is widely experienced across many platforms, but something that isn't really discussed openly. And I'm very excited to have that opportunity to do that today uh, with Adam Green, the Vice President of Arts and Science. And we're just going to open up in a conversation here in and around the subject. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to take some good out of this for everybody that you can apply to your lives moving forward. So um, Adam, welcome. Thank you for uh, for jumping on with me. Thanks, Chris. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. And I guess uh, before we actually really get into the meat of everything, why don't you just start off telling everybody a little bit about uh, yourself and what you do? Sure. Uh, yeah. So I, as you mentioned, vice president at uh, an agency called Art and Science. So we're a digital uh, advertising agency. We build websites, we do branding, uh, strategy work, and then also driving traffic to to clients' websites um, through paid ads and media and stuff like that. So, um been doing that ugh, in the industry. Uh, it pains me to say, I think I've been in this industry for about 15 years now, which makes me quite nice. an old over the hump kind of, there's a nice plug, <laughs> uh, <laughs> kind of a guy that's been doing this for a while. Um, but I, you know, I, I do it cause I, I enjoy it. It's, it's a new challenge every day. The internet always changing. There's always something new in SEO or, or paid search or whatever it might be and, and analytics and stuff like that. And, and now I'm kind of at a point where a lot of my time is more spent in, in strategy and business development and also kind of coaching and leading the, the team of, of talented people that we've got to, to execute on the stuff for our clients. That is absolutely fantastic. So, um, I mean, it's great. You're obviously a seasoned professional. And, um, you know, it's great that even within your position, I know that we spoke about these things briefly, that obviously you have your, you've had your, your dance time with imposter syndrome as well, too. So maybe we could kick off the conversation with that. If you can just tell me about your uh, personal professional journey and the role that imposter syndrome has played in your personal journey. Sure. Yeah. Um, 
Just just throwing up a little softball there, are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, yeah. So you know, I, I it's it's a it's a it's an interesting topic. It's a funny topic, and I and I think as as you and I were, were chatting about um, a couple of days ago, I think it's something that a lot of I don't want to say business leaders. I think I think everybody in their jobs struggle from some element of feeling like they're not measuring up. Someone is going to see through them. Um, you know, the thing that they're supposed to be an expert at or the thing that they're supposed to to do on a particular team, they don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that that is sort of, uh, you know, it, it, I'm going to say, I don't think that necessarily is a bad thing, first off, right? Yeah. I think that when you feel inadequate in, in, in your role and your job, what you're doing, uh, because you don't know everything that hopefully is a motivator to keep learning and keep uh-huh. finding new things out and ways to do stuff. And, um, you know, that, that for, you know, I'll shift gears a little bit for, to someone who is sort of seen in, and I'm using air quotes. I know that doesn't make for good pod here, but, um, for someone who's seen in, in a leadership role, I think that that imposter syndrome and that sort of feeling you have is something that, you don't want others to kind of know about because mm-hmm. if there is a lack of, of leadership, if, if someone questions sort of the, your direction or, well, how is, how am I supposed to take that advice from Adam? He doesn't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, then, then you're going to lose sort of the faith of your team and, mm-hmm. and, and the, the trust and respect of the people that you do need to have trust and respect from. And so it, it's something that I, I personally, I feel like I, I walk around with all the time and I, mm-hmm. and I would sort of, challenge and and say uh, as a as a general sort of statement that there's a lot of people in leadership roles that that feel the same way and that struggle with this because uh-huh. especially I'm going to say especially in this industry where things change so fast right that uh-huh. there are people coming out of school there are people who have been out of school for a while that are just they're better they're they're coders I mean I'm even better coders I don't code right like uh-huh. and so that th- there are people that are able to do things that make the job faster better uh, more, 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 um, uh, accurate, for example, stuff like that. And, and I, I kind of have to sit there and go like, geez, like, I, you know, I hope they don't find out that I don't do that when the reality is if you believe in good teams, if you believe in good people, and if you believe in like getting the best out of people, then that sort of imposter syndrome, you can actually sort of s- s- like sweep it under the rug a little bit and say, uh-huh. Hey, look, I'm great in a different area. I'm really good at other things and I shouldn't expect out of myself that I should be perfect or know everything about a particular topic. Um, uh, it's okay that other people are better at that than I am. And to, like I said, get the best out of them, rely on them for those things and also help to level them up and the things that they're not as good at that you might be better at than they are. And, and, you know, hopefully and, and with a bit of grace and humility that they'll do the same for you. So mm-hmm. that's, that's sort of where and how I think I, I, deal with it or I think about it and, and different things like that. But I, I know I've strayed all kinds of directions over your question here. So Chris, no, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a pretty big question. So it, it's, it's open to whatever direction you choose to take it in. It's going fine. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess um, I, you mentioned a lot in there and I think there's an element of it um, that I want to unpack a little bit, just talking about the idea of what leadership is in a modern context. And I truly believe mm-hmm. that some of that has shifted. Um, you know, I would say also being in my industry for as long as I have been in it, when you look at leadership, I think there was that uh, conventional wisdom surrounding it, where if you, you couldn't look weak in front of your team. And I think in today's society, we oftentimes associate strength and knowledge 
uh, within mm. a business setting or outside of business settings as well, too, and just being all knowing. And that's got to be the thing that you're going to use to kind of like hold your position and to be seen in good light where um, hopefully and I, I see this shift taking place. And as you were saying, there's an element of acceptance, like accepting, accepting that you you don't know everything but trying to hold on to the things that you do know and leaving space for people to fill in to those gaps that you might have is in every way a very powerful way to lead a team. And it's in every way a very powerful way to kind of um, sustain your leadership and have them actually look up to you, right? So um, hopefully that's where things are going, but I'm so happy that you brought it up because I truly believe um, that everybody, that's top of mind for many people. For sure, yeah. yeah. I, and I, I sort of want to jump into that for a second too. Yeah, I think. please do. I love what you're talking about there in terms of, of different styles of leadership and, and sort of this leadership through, by strength. And, or, I mean, and, you know, you look at different contexts. I, I, I love to cook. I love restaurants. I love the restaurant business and stuff like that. And, and uh -huh. you see sort of this leadership by top-down militaristic type of, you know, uh -huh. yes, chef type thing, right? I mean, obviously you can, you can sort of use that same context from a military perspective. Uh -huh. I think in today's working environment, I think in good corporate culture, Leadership takes a totally different feel and should take a totally different feel because we're, you know, we're, we're, we're in a state of society where there's, uh, people have a lot of, a lot of needs. There's a lot of, um, I would say, uh, personal baggage that goes on behind the scenes that a lot of us don't really know about. And especially in the work context, you're afraid to sort of bring those bags to work with you, if you will. Yeah. Um, being a good leader is about understanding what, sort of is going on in an individual's lives, uh -huh. helping them to do their best at the office. And I think also helping them to be the best who they can be outside of the office and, and, and who they are at home, who they are with their spouse, different things like that. Not to sit there and say like, you know, you should try and dig deep into your, your staff's lives or whatever else. But if, if some of that is being offered up, you know, be a good human and, and try and help them out in those situations as well. Um, because I, I think that, you know, at the end of the day, we spend more time with the people we work with than we do with our families. And so I, I would always want to have a very good and healthy working relationship and know that the people that work with me and for me are, are doing well at home too and are doing well oh. in whatever capacity, right? And I think that you know, by doing that, you earn a lot of trust. You earn a lot of um, uh, rope as well, if you will, in terms yep. of people saying, hey, I, you know, I know Adam, I, I need him to do this or I need him to be a better in this particular area, whatever that might be. But I also know that he's got all these other things and he's helping me with all this other stuff too. And, and that's part of being on a good team is recognizing each other's strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, no, 100%. Such a great point. And to kind of elaborate on some of the discussion now that we've talked about, you know, it's a thing that you've definitely experienced. Um, would there be any like specific techniques or practices that you've learned or adopted along the way to kind of help you hope when that imposter syndrome kind of seeps up in your world? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think I think generally when you know you're outmatched on something and you should know you get you get that feeling you get that sort of pit in your stomach a little uh -huh. bit right um and if you approach that and I, I try and do this if you approach that with humility and if you're honest and this it starts at honesty it starts with um you know having having this openness with with your team if you are honest that you just don't know that there's a couple of directions you take that number one you, you say hey i i'm not sure i really don't know i don't know how to solve that problem i don't know how to fix that issue um mm -hmm. let's figure this out together 
is, uh-huh. a, is a natural sort of starting place. Um, the other great place is just the internet. I mean, <laughs> for yeah. us especially. <laughs> right? Don't get me wrong. I get that if there's like a surgeon out there listening to this, he's or she is throwing their hands up in the air going, yeah, no, yeah, I can't exactly do that. But, um, but at least in our industry, you know, there is a lot of uh, bloggers, a lot of help files, a lot of places you can go to do your research and, and try and work through that and, and level that skill up you know, together, um, mm-hmm. is, is a way that we certainly, we certainly do that. So, you know, we, we have kind of an expression around the office where if someone would say, well, I don't know how to do that. And then the other person will say yet. And the yet is that thing to say, it's time to go learn. And it's, it's good to go and learn. That's how we're all going to get better at this. Right. Because once you have that skill set, you can share that with others. So, um, mm-hmm. you get that, like going back to it, you get sort of that pit in your stomach where it's like, I'm going to be exposed here for not knowing something and that's okay. I, mm-hmm. I've got, I've got trust, I've got respect, I've got humility, uh-huh. and those things will take you a long way in terms of overcoming that and being able to work with your staff cohesively to, 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 to just be better both yourself and as a team. Yeah, 100%. You said there was so much good in around what you said, and I think it all boils down to um, oh, the word that I'm thinking of is acceptance. You know, I mm-hmm. think once it's powerful to accept what you, what you don't know and another word that you used that I liked a lot was together, because by you accepting that you you may not know something does leave space for other people, and then you can work with them. You know, one thing that we talk about often on the uh, on the podcast as well too is the power of community, and you can't really engage a community if you're holding all of the power, right? So this can actually be very much so a healthy thing. I think the other thing as well, too, is in terms of acceptance is a lot of how imposter syndrome plays out is the disbelief that you've actually contributed to anything good through your own merit, which is Mm -hmm. interesting. So it's one of those things where, you know, sometimes you're not you're not always going to be the best judge of how things impact other people or the quality of your own work. Let other people tell you that. And you got to get to a place of acceptance where even if you don't believe it, allow yourself the opportunity to listen to other people when they tell you, hey, look, you submitted this or you did this or you're a great parent. You truly are. And here's why. And hear it out and accept it because people are telling you that because they feel it. So don't Hmm. just be so quick to dismiss it. Yeah, 100% agree. That's that's great advice. Yeah, for sure. So I think I got one more uh, question for you as well, too, before the lightning round. So uh, in your opinion, apart from some of the other things that you've mentioned, and feel free to elaborate on some of those things if you'd like to, do you feel that there are any positive impacts of, of imposter syndrome? Yeah, I, I, I do. It's, it's um, you know, when, when you are uncomfortable, when anybody's uncomfortable in a situation, that forces you, and I'm sure there's, yeah, I'm sure there's some... Um, what am I I'm looking for here? Medical definitions here. There's a lot of stuff that I don't know. But point being, <laughs> you know, when, when you are uncomfortable, good things can happen to you. When you're under yeah. stress, good things can happen to you. And don't get me wrong. There's good stress. There's bad stress. But stress can breed sort of a, you know, a fight or flight kind of, 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 of mentality. And, yes. and, I, and so imposter syndrome to me has that same approach that it, it, it's a stressor. It's, it's a, you know what, I need to get better in an area. I'm not as good as I should be. And people are relying on me or looking up to me in order to be able to, to answer that question or to, to lead effectively, whatever it might be. And so uh-huh. it, it is a, it's a natural motivator to, to get better, to take the time to do that. And, uh-huh. you know, I, I'll just say, you know, speaking personally, you know, I, I think I, I, 
you know, did my high school and I did post-secondary education, stuff like that. And then it was sort of like, I got into the working world and, and not to say that I, I stopped learning, but I think I didn't necessarily have that same, um, environment in which to constantly be learning. And, yes. and then when you throw yourself into a business role, uh, or, or in my case, you know, my business partner and I are trying to grow this business and build this thing and all that kind of stuff. And, and you are then forced to constantly have to learn, forced to constantly have to get better. And, and uh-huh. that's sort of the same kind of thing with, with just why I think it's, it's a good thing to, to have sort of this imposter syndrome and to talk about it. There's nothing yeah. wrong with talking about it. Um, anybody that's going to use this against me is not somebody that I want to work with, not somebody that I want to converse with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and I think anybody that's saying, well, no, you, you shouldn't have it or, or I don't have it or whatever else, I'm, I'm going to call you out and say, I'm, I'm not sure you're really being honest with yourself. So. Yeah. No, I think uh, all of that was, was so, so good. I love the idea of being brave enough to talk about it because, again, we don't talk about it enough. And there's if you feel it as a leader of your team, guaranteed that the people around you are feeling it as well, too. So just to have an open, honest dialogue about that is kind of the, the building blocks for, for community, right? And I love the idea around using your imposter syndrome when it kind of flares up and you start to feel it in the pit of your stomach to use that as your indication to either start your path towards more growth and learning or, um, you know, just to build upon what you already have in the team that you have around you. So all of those are extremely positive things. Yeah. So really great insights there, Adam. Thank you so much. Now we're into, uh, you're in the hot seat because uh, we're going to move to the lightning round. So essentially what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask um, some questions which you can reply to with either, you know, one word or maybe just like one phrase that you feel would best respond to the question. And then we'll go ahead and move on to the next. So there's four. So question number one. The number one thing you do in the morning to set your day up for success is? Make coffee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Awesome. No, on a serious, but that is serious. That is just that. Actually, okay, I'm going to run with this because I think it's somewhat important. I, okay. There is a, there's a, a, a slight ritual and routine here that comes with just making a cup of coffee that it is a bit of quiet time to get my mind right to yes, to wake up. Don't get me wrong, but, but just to sort of say, okay, what are the things I need to do today? And, and over the course of that, whatever, five minutes of drinking a warm cup of coffee and, and don't get me wrong. Like I'll check Twitter or I'll, whatever else, but, but it's, it's just, just before the melee happens, before all of the Slack messages come in and the email check happens and all that kind of stuff. It's what are the things that I want to accomplish today versus what everything else is going to be thrown at me that I need to deal with today. So, so there is a little bit of that. Um, I mean, the, the other side of my brain is saying, Adam, you should have said exercise, but I'm also being realistic and honest here that I don't do that every morning. Uh I would like to, you know, every other morning, every third morning, I'm going to say is about there, but, but definitely coffee. So there you go. All right. No, that's awesome and fair enough. And I love the fact that you're, you, you combine the coffee ritual with some pseudo meditation as well, too. I think that's great. (laughs) All right. So one word or thing that you would say helped you find success in your work and life. Other Hmm. than coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's it's a weird answer. Uh, Cooking. Okay. Um, Cooking for me is that another sort of chance. Just it's it's my time and it's my time with my wife. Yeah. It's it's what we love to do together. Both of us, you know, we work really hard. We're in the same industry. She's Uh uh, in advertising as well, and 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 in this current environment that we're in, where we're all working from home, it's difficult to find the balance in between 
work and what's not work and what needs to be sort of good time spent together. And I think given sort of just who we are, we'll keep our laptops open and we'll keep plugging away on stuff and then kind of lose sight of, of what we're doing this for, which is to, you know, to make a, a decent life for each other and, and to, uh, to enjoy that time together. So, uh, it's a bit of sanity and a bit of balance for me, mm-hmm. which is, which is just to take that time. And, and it's also a place that we can be creative and, and mm-hmm. have some fun and do some stuff. Like I'm, I'm not painting, I'm not a sculptor. I know there's a lot of other things beyond those types of art, but, and creativity, but this is the way that we create and, and, and sort of have some fun doing something that, um, yeah, it creates, you know, really interesting dishes and fun flavors and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. No, it's absolutely fantastic. Okay. This one's a fill in the blank. So the statement is, life is not life if you are not blank. Hmm. Life is one. not life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, life is not life unless I'm, I'm having a good time and I'm laughing. I love it. I, yeah, I like to, I like to laugh. I, I started doing stand-up comedy recently as a longtime goal of mine that scared the shit out of me. Uh, and I, I honestly <laughs> stayed away from it because I didn't want to fail at it. And so finally I just, I, I jumped at it and said, let's, let's give this a try. So it, it's, um, I, I need to be laughing. I need to take humor in the everyday situation or else I'm, I'm just not me. So, and, and if I'm not me, then I'm not enjoying life. That's awesome. And honestly, the, the world could use a little bit of laughter now. <laughs> All right. And then we got the last question. So one habit that you would recommend to drop immediately that would improve the lives of others? Uh, sleeping in. Ah, <laughs> yeah, elaborate. I'm bad at this too, but it, it's, it's, a, it's a constant thing to work at that if, if I am disciplined, and that's the big key here, but if uh-huh. I'm disciplined and I get up early in the morning, my day is more meaningful. It's more impactful. It gives uh-huh. me a chance to, gives me a chance to, to go for a run. Uh, it gives me a chance to set my day going back to one of your other questions in terms of priorities. Um, it, it, it just means that I have a fuller and more, I think just fulsome day of being able to get stuff done. And I find I need that sense of accomplishment at the end of the day. Some of my worst days are when I don't feel like I got anything done. I I put a lot of time into a lot of things, but there was no accomplishment. I didn't get that sort of dopamine response that says, yes, you did that and and you achieved and were successful in something. So, um, so that is just a a very simple way to kind of, Add a little bit of time to your life. And it also uh-huh. means, yeah, you got to be disciplined. You got to go to bed earlier. You don't need to watch that ninth episode of whatever it is you're watching. Uh-huh. Um, you can you can spend a little more time away from screens and be a little bit more disciplined with your day. And, and it helps me. That is absolutely fantastic. Adam, again, thank you so much for your time. This has been a great discussion. Buddy, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Thank you.